Howdy, and welcome back to another episode of My Life in Games, bringing you directly to you. You guys can't see that, but I just did the whole Nintendo Direct motion. <laughs> he pointed to you with love. Uh, What's up, guys? Tonight is episode 21, and guess who is back with us tonight? It is the one and only master of E3. Me? Sage. Me? The master of E3. <sighs> Sage is Hold your applause, everyone. Ladies. Ladies, I know. The podcast is saved. Sage has returned. <laughs> Whatever. By the way, I have to say, gentlemen, I did listen to My Life in Games, uh, episode 20. It was sageless. And I said, I think these fuckers are on to something. I think they're going to do the podcast without me from now on because it's so good. I don't. They don't even um, need me. No, you did no, a, it, no, a no. you did a fantastic job. It, it sounded great. It was really nice to hear some familiar voices too while I was away. So yeah, there, there was a there was a bit of editing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my my chair was super squeaky, and hopefully that's not an issue tonight. <laughs> squeaky chairs. Yeah. There, there was that. I think I, I, I think overall it lost maybe like four or five minutes. There was a couple sections. Um, one of which was me that needed to be cut out. <laughs> oh. It happens. It's the joys of podcasting. It's yeah. like, yeah, let's no. <laughs> but anyway, it's 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 good that we're we're all back again. It's it's three of us. It's always better with the uh, with the three of us. Um, we got to have so a what, show tonight. Yeah, yeah. So what's what's everybody? been up to and neutron brought us in so why don't we start with uh why don't we start with you what what have you been playing what's what's anything new since the last cast man let's see <laughs> i'm still playing destiny 2 because it's so much fun i'm super excited for uh year two content uh i'm the only one here not playing destiny 2 <laughs> you should get on it hurry up and just join us just do it uh but no it's been really fun uh faction rally grind iron banner this week um, I actually already planned a gamecation for September 4th, so that whole week I am off. Nice. I'm just going to play Destiny. It's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. Um, and someone that I shall not name uh, forced me to get uh, the Division on PC. <laughs> he may no, or may not be in this uh, podcast. No. <laughs> forced is a really strong word it's the conversation seemed to be like sage do you main division on pc sage says yes i do neutron cool i'm gonna pick it up i didn't feel forceful to me <laughs> i do not remember that at all. sounds like you wanted to play it <laughs> but no i started that no i started that uh uh earlier this week uh so i did the tutorial missions so um, probably this weekend I'll work on grinding my character. Hopefully, I know um, Silas, you re-downloaded it. That- oh, I already had it downloaded. I just had to update ah. it, which was several gigs of updates since I haven't played it since I think one point three or one point four. So yeah. <laughs> but hey, I've got it. I've, I've got it up and running again. So you know, it can can shoot people. And yeah. No, but it uh, it plays really well. I mean, it's ridiculous how better the graphics are on PC compared to. I was playing on PS4. Um, I did mm-hmm. notice though that I can't, since I only have one PC set up, I, I have to lower my settings on my gameplay in order to stream. But it's still okay. uh, yeah. it still looks pretty good. It's a CPU intensive thing. It, it's hard to, to play it and stream it on the same rig. But uh, 
Yeah, that some games yeah. aren't that aren't as CPU intensive, but Division is. Division is one of those games that is is CPU intensive for whatever reason. Yep, I I learned that the hard way. It was chopping left and right. But um, other game that I started up uh, last Thursday, uh, back with my Retro Thursday games, uh, Alboy on the Switch. Uh, okay. Played for a good three hours. The game is so fun. It's so pretty. Um, and um, I'm just gonna continue playing until I beat it. That will be game number six on my list. I'm falling behind, guys, but uh, <laughs> we're going to get there. If I can get to 20 games this year, I think that might be good enough. <laughs> it's oh, like, yeah, li- we're just we're going to settle for that. That list next year is getting long already. Not uh, even into July. I think, I think the the list, list for next year is just going to be new games. Mm. <laughs> That's yeah. like, you know what? Backlogs will be saved for if I have time. Otherwise, fuck it. <laughs> Yeah, screw that nonsense. No, but no, I'm excited. Uh, it's gonna be a good rest of the year for gaming, and next year looks really promising. All right, yeah, yeah, we'll definitely Agreed. got a lot of stuff uh, for later this year and next year once we get to our E3 segment, which will probably be most of the cast. <laughs> <laughs> we have a lot of guys? things to go over. We have a lot what of things to go playing? over. Um. I'll go next. We'll 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 give Sage a little bit more breathing time. He can collect his collect his thoughts because he's you know got special well, things. I'll um, let you all guess what I'm playing. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> After uh, you. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so I'm still basically playing the same stuff at the moment. Although um, I did pick up a switch again. So I do have a wonderful, a wonderful switch to play yet again, which is great because I'll be able to play some stuff on there. Um, I haven't went back to Detroit Become Human, not because I don't want to, but um, work's still been rather busy, so I haven't really got back into it. But I want to. Um, so most of the time I've been Persona Five, and pretty much if you've seen, whenever you've seen me streaming, that's actually what I've been playing. Uh, time's been a little bit limited lately. Um, speaking of Persona Five, I do have a lot of hours in it though. Um, I'm at like. 85 plus hours something wow. like that so yeah I'm, I'm getting getting pretty pretty deep in there all um, up in there <laughs> um there's definitely a lot of stuff i'm looking forward to um let's see oh because i picked up the switch i did briefly play mario odyssey um about an hour or so <laughs> so i'm not very far but that's pretty fun from what little i've what little i played of that um Possible, maybe you know, uh, depending on how my streaming time times going and when I finish things. I already have like my next couple of games I intend to stream already planned out. So, depending on you know how things work out, and uh, but now of course that E3 dropped a bunch of stuff I want to buy, so that might kind of change some of that. <laughs> Except for the fact of my wallet being empty. Um, <laughs> and as we already said, I uh, re-downloaded the Division. I haven't jumped back on there, but I intend to very soon. Uh, I also did update Warframe on PC as well, because I know a lot has changed there. And, you know, maybe at some point, maybe I'll be nice enough and pick up Destiny 2 on PC, since y'all have that on there, too. <laughs> it's on sale! Uh, or it was. Like, whole game with the uh, year one DLC for, like, bucks maybe i'll double check mm. yeah i know uh gamestop if you buy the card thingy from that which means i'd have to actually go there i can get the base game for like 10 bucks on pc oh quick one speaking of gamestop did you guys hear that they're trying to sell yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's interesting interesting what happens there 
The future yeah, is digital. The GameStops are going to turn into blockbusters. Yeah. Yeah. More and more mm. people are buying their games digitally. I mean, there's some of my stuff since now that I got um, a Switch again. I mean, I'm glad there's certain things I bought digitally because I just re-downloaded it. Um, unfortunately, Zelda was not one of those. Someone had to go back and repurchase that. But uh, of course, I'll just, I'll just buy it digital. I got a big enough uh, SD card in there. I'll just download it. Done. You know. <clears throat> um, but you know, uh, sometimes having physicals is nice. It depends. There's certain special editions where it's nice to have the physical copy of the game. Um, or if you're just simply not sure if you're going to hold on, you're going to hold on to it. You can go trade it in at GameStop. But if GameStop goes by the wayside, then you know that might not be much of a viable plan there. Amazon has there. an option. Oh you yeah, submit them to Amazon and get credit. Yep, yep. I know. I've done that before too. You get more money out of <clears throat> Amazon that way than doing it through GameStop. Uh, yeah, guess I don't give me nothing. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> enough of that. Uh, Sage, uh, anything besides Division? <laughs> <laughs> they figured me out. I'm no longer sneaky. Um, uh, I've actually been playing, uh, many of you may have seen that For Honor, another Ubisoft title, For Honor was uh, free. Uh this over this past weekend, and uh, I think it ended actually Monday. But um, yeah, well, it was just like a weekend sale. Yeah, it's just like a weekend sale, but for free. So I downloaded For Honor after seeing uh, some incredible new content that is coming to For Honor, and I played in the beta, uh, but I wanted to return to it because it it was such a beautiful game, and I really did enjoy playing it. Um, so I've been playing For Honor. I just finished the Night Story, and getting ready to break out into the Samurai Story. And it's been great. It's been a lot of fun playing the story mode. And just so everyone knows, <clears throat> there is a story mode. It's not a PvP-only game. And the story mode oh. is a lot of fun. So if you're not a PvPer, but you like the way it looks, definitely check it out. You'll 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 enjoy For Honor. Um, and uh, Rainbow Six Siege. I've downloaded it. I haven't started playing it yet. Uh, again, after meeting some folks that are really, really excited about it and um, and getting to see some cool stuff with Siege, I thought, man, I really need to break out into this uh, sweat factory that is Siege. <laughs> <laughs> All of the sweats, man. Uh, so it, um, it's been appealing to me. I've, I've been watching more streamers playing Siege and like, wow, this, this kind of takes me back. This is a kind of a crazy game. So uh, yeah, just a little bit of that outside of that division, of course. Uh, that's about it. That's about it. It's been really too busy to play games and just getting back into the um, swing of things this week. And I've been too tired to play outside of stream very much. So hopefully once I get caught up in my sleep, that'll change. I'll have more to update next time. There we go. Oh my, it's just going to be more division. It's <laughs> surprise <laughs> division. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> But hey, you know what though? Neutron will be there. I'll yep. be there. We, we we can have a whole my life in games little little division run. You know. Mm-hmm. That might be fun. It'd be really fun. <laughs> You're elected to stream it though. My <laughs> gameplay is terrible, especially since I haven't played for a while. So <laughs> people be able Done. to see bad enough out of out of your you know side view being like what the hell is silas doing like, oh he's just looking <laughs> up at the sky. around he, he, he just shooting at birds over there no he didn't know what the hell he's doing <laughs> he shot santa the is evil <laughs> <laughs> we'll have you guys geared up in no time mm. we'll, we'll have a blast especially division two when we get clans oh. yeah division two will be a good time yeah i'm looking i'm looking forward to that um 
that's definitely oh but more to say on that once we get to our little e3 section we got a couple more things before that uh, so anything anything else sage no yeah. actually it's just been like i said it's just been kind of busy so I, my playlist has been rather small this week next week we'll be back to normal oh there you go yeah a lot to catch up on after all them flights and time zone changes and all that stuff just yeah <laughs> it takes a while right. to recuperate yeah it, it does. does it does people people don't realize how much that can that can traveling around and stuff can take out of you just that alone let alone the amount of you know stuff you're doing while you were there um so anyway a uh, couple quick tidbits before we get to the whole e3 thing um yeah, first off uh just a little update on nintendo and piracy and banning <laughs> the mighty justice <laughs> the banhammer of justice um Apparently, someone was was bored and was trying to figure out how Nintendo was, you know, easily picking up that people had modded consoles and and things like that. Um, in in different things, uh, there's this whole long big ass thing on Reddit, um, you know, basically that came out not too long ago that uh, part of what Nintendo did to help uh, stop piracy, you know, uh, something that apparently they were thinking ahead, <clears throat> just in case, or maybe something they started doing after. I don't know, but uh, uh, well, part of it had to obviously started. Uh, uh, from the onset on the digital side, I'm not sure, although probably. Um, and maybe this is part of the reason why the Nintendo networks take a little bit longer to get going. Um, but basically, the base, base idea is that um, like your physical copies of games all have an encryption key on them that gets uh, can be verified by Nintendo. Uh, so if someone, say, you dump your game and then, you know, you have it and then, you know, a bunch of other people download it or, you know, you're downloading other people's dumps and then you show up online. You can just, they can easily tell, well, that's been copied and ban <laughs> if they want, or whether it's a cartridge ban or an account ban or whatever they're doing. Uh, the other thing I know of that I've heard of is that they've just been handing out account bans to people that have been running, um, basically unlicensed software on the, on the switch. <laughs> you know, people have been running hack consoles because every single piece of software for the switch has an encryption key, basically. So if you're running something, outside of that or try to do whatever it's going to pick it up uh so kind of sneaky but at the same time uh kind of good for nintendo I mean, they, they at least they thought about it so things like uh uh you couldn't do like fake headers and stuff like they did with 3ds games <laughs> that's how people got to run it on that so you can still play online and everything so there's basically if you want to play online there's no way you're not going to get busted so if you're going to hack your console, just keep that shit offline. Don't never connect it. Of course, then you're not going to be able to update your games, but you know, your choice. <laughs> update your games on your actual primary console and then, you know, whatever. But it seems like an awful lot of work. And then you're cutting off half of what, I mean, I know some people, there's a lot of comments. Of course, Reddit is what it is. <laughs> Let's face it. Reddit comments are like YouTube comments. Can we agree to that? Mm. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of people that just go off or whatever. And, and don't quote me on everything. Like I said, I'm just giving like a quickie kind of a breakdown on it in the basic sense of it. Um, there's a lot. There's, lo there's a lot of detail. This person put a lot of detail into it. But basically, there's some people like, oh, well, the Nintendo online service is going to be that great. And I'm going to be missing out anything anyway. But when you think about it, you may not even care about the online. But really, it's not going to be that expensive once it goes paid. It's 20 bucks for a whole fucking year. Yeah. Okay, so... Eh. Granted, there are things that need to improve. There's definitely some stuff they need to improve on that 
<clears throat> you know, uh, to me personally, uh, there's some stuff they need to improve on, but that's beside the point, you know, yeah, there's not a whole lot of games that go online right now, but a lot of the stuff coming out is all going to have, you know, some sort of online features and more stuff is getting added all the time, you know, plus you're, you know, it, what's part of the purpose in having the switch being solo and you're not going to use it online. And then, you know, it's a portable damn console. So you're just going to keep portable console offline and never connect anybody with it that, Hey, yeah, I got switched to, Oh, well, I'm sorry. I can't game with you because I decided to pirate some shit and I've been banned. Logical. <laughs> Makes sense, right? That's what I would do. Let me so turn anyway, this into um, a brick real quick. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, but there's also the the other thing I take from it is not everybody knows everything that Nintendo put in there. There could be other stuff. I meant, you know, let's face it. If they really wanted to, they could probably remotely update your shit. I mean, Microsoft does it with Windows 10. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who's to say? I mean, so uh, I don't think Nintendo would, but the point is you know if, if you're gonna do that kind of thing just i don't know it, it just doesn't seem worth anymore what's 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 the point like i said like we've talked about before back in the day worth it not now all your stuff is connected your consoles are connected is really getting your online cut off for that particular game system worth it uh, how much money are you actually saving to do this and then how much money did you spend on the switch because you can't like makeshift a switch together it's like we find a bunch of I don't know, Amiibo <laughs> and Linux parts and just like throw them together. And, oh, look, I've got a switch. It doesn't work that way. So you would, you spent $200, $300 on this piece of machinery and then you're you're going to hack it so you can save 30 bucks on some games, but now you can't play with anybody? I, I don't get it. Well, all right. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, don't I know. guess. Whatever. And people are gonna do what they do. So anyway, that's 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 pretty much it on that. But it's just kind of interesting to see um some of the uh, security and stuff that how much Nintendo really thought about this. Apparently ahead of time, just in case or for whatever reason, uh, Nintendo really seemed to have thought thought it out. You know, uh, so that's to me it seems like at least in that department they took some good precautionary measures. So anyway, Agreed. moving on from that, Neutron. Neutron, sir. In the last cast, you talked about going over to Mixer again and giving that another go. So why don't you fill us in on how that's been going? You've been over there a couple of weeks now, right? Yeah, it's been uh, two, three weeks. Yeah, because we, so, we, reco- we recorded the episode, and then by the time it released, yeah. So yeah, probably, probably closer to about three. <laughs> yeah, so um, let's see... Uh, there's a few weekends where I, I was out of town, so I think I've only streamed about five times over on Mixer. Uh, been the mix of Destiny and uh, uh, last Thursday was Retro Thursday, so some Owlboy. Um, I mean, so far so good. Uh, as far as the uh, web, uh, the PC version of a Mixer, uh, I did find some issues with the Mixer app. Um, I've been trying to, you know, uh, listen, get to meet new uh, streamers over on Mixer, and it's been uh, it's been a rough time trying to uh, listen to anything that's not a robot voice while I'm at work. Because I, I like to uh, just, you know, put on the uh, stream and put in audio only, right? Um, while I'm working, um, but I, I can't even do that. 
but that's the only i think issue i've found so far with mixer i mean uh i was able to set up everything pretty easily uh my notifications still work everything's pretty much the same um uh, gotten a handful of uh, follows so far so i think it's uh so far so good getting close to uh 30 30 total follows um work on that 50 i don't know it's been fun i, I like it so far but that's the only issue i've had is uh working with the app um i don't know was it mixture's been out for a year or two yeah something like that yeah well yeah tw tw twitch has been out a lot longer so that is not necessarily entirely fair in that respect but still it's something they need to work on <laughs> Yeah, but I do like the uh, low latency feature. Um, I know uh, Twitch now has that feature as well, but it's mm -hmm. uh, it's ridiculously fast. Like I, like I'll do something here and I immediately see it on stream. It's cool. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that's that's where Mixer Mixer's FTL's been. Uh, they had they did have have that first before Twitch, but Twitch's implementation's been working good so far. Of course, for for me, it's more of a problem with my internet and be having comcast for internet that's my issue but <laughs> <laughs> um so as, as far as mixer goes like your initial impression after going back how does it compare to when you streamed there before and how does it compare to you know your more recent um endeavors uh you know you stayed on uh, you obviously what you went back to twitch and you were on twitch up until recently i mean like what's what's the comparison here what's the, the difference is how you how do you feel about it as far as where you're going and and all that um as far as differences i mean it's not it hasn't been that much different compared to my last few streams over on twitch um obviously i need to get in a better rhythm and stay a little bit more consistent on my streams um lately i've been you know, spending more time on other hobbies um, throughout the week so it's been less game time um but if i can uh you know add a few more streams over the day and kind of plan them only send out messages uh you know properly use hashtags or something on social media to kind of get throw my my channel out there i think uh on the long run it, it might be beneficial uh i'd like to give a, another status update here in uh probably a month or two that might give me a you know some numbers to actually look at oh there you go so how do you feel as far as community wise i know well, that's one of the things you brought up in the last cast was part of the reasons you wanted to go over there is you felt like on Twitch, you know, you weren't quite getting the community that you wanted to. How do you feel that it, I know you haven't been on Mixer that long, but so far your your impressions of what the community's been like as far as people have been coming to watch you and and things like that. Do you feel it's better, the same? I mean, you know, what do you have a positive outlook or how's that going? So I just have to remember to actually click on the chat button because what <laughs> happened last night is I was playing Destiny and here comes Silas to say hi, and I did not respond at all. I forgot to click on the chat button to see the actual chat, so there was like a good what twenty minutes of yeah just about that messing around and uh, ignoring Silas. <laughs> so that's been the only thing. But uh, uh, no, so far Bad so good. Uh, uh, people have been coming in, came in and out, say hi. Um, so I think I think it'll be uh, uh, pretty fun here in the next few weeks. So I, I guess part of what I what I was kind of getting at is, do you feel like you've had more people coming in to check you out on Mixer as opposed to Twitch? I think it's going to really depend on the type of games that I play. So far, I've played uh, Destiny, and I've noticed that um, Mixer, the top 
games on Mixer are mostly Fortnite, PUBG, a few other games. Um, that's the only thing that I've noticed. So um, I, I guess I really... Well, anything that's on Xbox will be on Mixer, so... <laughs> yeah, I have to really branch out a little bit more and, and probably network more with some um, other streamers and kind of see what they're... Uh, okay. what kind of content they're working on. Okay, well... Um... Sounds like you've you've still got a lot of stuff you want you want to try and you're still in the process of of feeling it out and everything. Um, so we'll definitely have to get an update. Maybe re ask some of these same questions uh, in a later episode when you go to update and see where you're at at, at that point. Um, Sage, did you have any questions for Neutron? I know you've checked out Mixer before, like when I streamed back over there. So did you have any uh, things you wanted to ask him that I didn't already uh, hit on? <laughs> I'm curious as to um, what the what the cause of switching to from Twitch back to Mixer was? Was there a particular thing that lured you back to the dark side? No, I'm kidding. But there's no <laughs> it was it was the damn chocolate chip cookies, man. Was the, there was a chocolate chip cookie. Chocolate chip cookie. But I I asked because I've seen a couple of people in my immediate community that that are streaming and they 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 stream on Twitch for a little bit and then they go to Mixer and then they. I get tired of Mixer and they go back to Twitch, but there's constantly things that are updating on both sides. So it's just curious from your end, what what was it that um, is appealing to you? Um, well, I think both platforms uh, offer basically similar settings. Um, one thing I noticed over on Twitch is uh, the majority of my streams, it was probably just me hanging out by myself, a few people coming in here and there. I wasn't seeing any growth uh, lately, so I figured out I'll, I'll give it a uh, change things up a bit. Go check out Mixer, um, give it a good uh, three months, uh, and kind of compare to my first the first half of the year. Um, I just wanted to change things up a bit, really. Hmm. Okay, fair, fair enough. And, yeah. and uh, you know, do a comparison because I, I was on Twitch for first half of this year if i can um see how the second half of uh this year works out on mixer compare that um if i feel like the community uh was a little bit better i'll stick around if i don't see anything you're probably right i'll probably just go back to twitch i, I don't know oh i, I wasn't call. i wasn't like doing no. throwing a shade or calling out or anything like that no not i hope it didn't come across that way oh no 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 no, no, no not at all but there's mixer is always up to something you know that's where you you've got a you 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 twitchites you twitchers you've got to keep an eye on mixer because um you know they they got the low latency mode down quicker faster and more immediately than anybody else backed by microsoft you got two giants microsoft trying to do things and compete with amazon and amazon's trying to do things and so they come out with extensions and mixer's got you know uh the the dual stream mode and the low latency right off the bat. I really wish that both of them are terrible at, at their apps. <laughs> the Xbox yeah. app. And, <laughs> Mobile apps right? are shit. Just but don't. things are always changing. And I've just kind of been out of the loop as far as Mixer is concerned. But I have seen quite a few people that have left Twitch again recently. And they've gone back to Mixer. So I was just curious as to whether something had changed. There was an announcement that I had missed. But um, uh, the, it sounds logical. I just, so the other thing I remembered, so I've been listening to another podcast uh, <gasps> by... Uh, How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Professor Broman over on the uh, Destiny community. He's been uh, doing uh, the whole year. He's been doing 
your Q and A is about uh, streaming, and then I think his viewpoint is if if what you care is to get noticed, grow community, um, it, it it will be easier for you to do it over on Mixer just just because of the uh, uh, the size and the you know the I guess the top players on each platform. It's easier to kind of get lost if you're. Uh, for example, I like to play Destiny a lot, and I'm probably going to stream it, but the uh, directory there is very top-heavy. Um, so getting chances to be noted or, or, or noticed are a lot slimmer. Mm -hmm. um, so that was one of the things that I figured, you know what? I have nothing to really lose if I leave Twitch. Uh, might as well just give it a shot, see how things work out over Mixer. Mm -hmm. I got gotcha. you. Interesting. Because I'm not really in it for, uh, you know, getting money or I just do this for fun. Play some games. Still going to play with the same same peeps. <laughs> <laughs> just streaming on a different platform. <clears throat> cool. Thank you. I was just curious. Well, hey, we'll, we'll, we'll have updates down the road, but we'll see how that goes. Neutron will either keep going on Mixer or come back to Twitch or, you know. Maybe go to Facebook to Gaming. No. Maybe then. <laughs> <laughs> we discussed that in the last podcast. <laughs> Thank <know>. you. <laughs> no, we, we, we ain't touching Facebook with a 10-foot fucking pole. No. She may be fun, but she's going to disease your ass. <laughs> what? <laughs> we just sold all the your information to third parties. Come game with us. <laughs> Yeah. Facebook yeah, gaming. Right, right. Oh, all right. <laughs> so do you have anything else uh, on, on Mixer Neutron, or is that pretty much you, you covered it? <laughs> I think I've covered most of what I know so far. I'm okay. sure I'll, I'll, I'll learn some more as the weeks go on, and I'll share what I find. All right, yeah. Okay, so I guess now that means we can actually get into our uh, – E3 happenings. Yeah. For the rest of the show, which shouldn't be a problem. <laughs> That's the new intro song, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> now it's going to be Neutron doing squats. Oh, yeah. You guys missed that. Before the show, I was doing some deep squats. <laughs> All right. So... E3. <laughs> Deep squats. Sorry. <sighs> so E3, E3 happened. E3. Yeah. E3 oh happened. Sage was there. The only one of us that was there, which, you know, hey, that's better than none of us being there. Um, and, of course, doing lots of things and, and just being very, very busy by my understanding. But you got to see a lot of cool shit. Um, you get to play with, with stuff and see the mm -hmm. things and just lots of excitement. And of course, you know, now you're, you know, paying for it and trying to catch up on sleep and shit. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> I'm so jelly. So worth it. <laughs> so tired though. Uh, so I guess we'll start off with, um, how was the overall E3 experience for you? I mean, tell us about your experience with, with E3 and then we'll get into some, some games and shit. Um, <clears throat> So many know that I had already planned on going um, to E3, but um, 
as I said before, Ubisoft inviting me to go on behalf of the uh, Star Player program changed a lot of my perception of what E3 would be. Uh, we spent one day there. We spent one day. Now, the rest of the time we were doing you know, Ubisoft-related activities um, at uh, different locations close to E3. Um, so my experience being at E3 is, um, has changed because of that. Now, being there, we had special passes. We could get into the Ubisoft games uh, ahead of m most anyone else that was in line if they weren't you know, a star player, uh, we had special passes to skip the line. So it really felt like a VIP experience going on behalf of Ubisoft. Um, but that aside, E3 itself was much larger, much more grandiose than I had anticipated. I, I figured it would be a bit more like my uh, Supercon experience. <laughs> it's more more of the Superdome uh, with, you know, quartered off and sectioned off cardboard walls and, you know, people doing their thing in there. Um, it, it wasn't like this. It wasn't a, it wasn't a peace show at all. It like it, this was, it was serious. Everybody was about their presentation. Um, you could feel the competition between the developers. You know, you look at one side, you'd be standing in front of the, the Ubisoft stage and then, you know, you look, to the far right and in the distance you see this huge like they used airspace as much airspace in the ceiling as they could destiny new update you know and xbox is back there doing their thing a great big signing and and lights attached to the ceiling that that have the developers logo uh getting larger and smaller and moving around on the floor to grab attention and um it, it really it's something to be seen i would dare say it's a spectacle um you are you are an adult in an adult candy store of of games and well you know what i mean not like an adult porn store is not exactly what i mean <laughs> <laughs> but a kid in a candy shop didn't really do it either but uh it, it was it was a sight to be seen and then uh, an opportunity to rub elbows with the devs that are there while you're playing their de uh, their demos um I can say for the Ubisoft uh, part of it that they were guided demos. So somebody would sit down with you and play in your group with you that was working on the development team and not give away anything of the game that you were about to play. But, um, oh man, this part, oh, I wonder what's going to happen next. You know, they're kind of there just building hype on you and, uh, and also there to kind of help if you get stuck, you know. Of course, many of these demos are timed. Some folks didn't didn't know that. So if you don't get to finish, you know, a particular level or whatever, however long the demo is within the allotted amount of time, uh, game over, you know, and you get to go wait in line again. So the pressure is on. There's cameras around as well in those booths and the developers are taking pictures and videos of uh, the gamers sitting down. Um, you feel like you're on stage all the time. And of course, as you're roving around, uh, several of the different devs there are doing their own live shows uh, to all the internets, all the interweb. It's there. So you get to actually walk up and see some of your favorite presenters going over this information and be a part of the crowd. Uh, it's an indescribable feeling, and I think spectacle probably suits it best. I definitely want to go again next year. Um, being able to go 
and really dedicate all of my time to E3 and seeing all of the shows uh, would be amazing. Now I want to go. We will go. And I want to go. <laughs> well, start saving up. We're all three of us are going to go. My Life and Games hits up E3 2019. I already booked it. We're good. <laughs> it's, it's the bomb. I I can't. I, I wish we had had more time there to um, to spend looking around the the other devs. But uh, you know, Mixer was there. By the way, you know, your yep. streamer Mixer was there. Twitch was there. Twitch had the partner lounge, uh, giving out those those alcoholic beverages, doing the things over there for the Twitch partners. And the Mixer crew was really really cool. They were giving out some, uh, if I remember correctly, some special Mixer slash the Division Two shirts. And um, the feeling was, I don't know if this was actually the case, but the feeling was is that they were recruiting pretty hard. They weren't too far from the Twitch booth. So I kind of felt like there was some some competition going back and forth there. Who could be nicer to whose streamer? Interesting. Interesting. (laughs) Wouldn't be surprised. (laughs) Uh, I wouldn't be either. These things happen and, and, you know, companies realize, uh, you know, esports and and streaming is blowing up and it's going to probably going to continue to grow so you know having uh some of the good personalities and things on on your team is definitely not a bad thing yeah <laughs> of course then again you got to kind of weed out some of the, there are some bad ones too and they are partners and then just hmm. but anyway we won't <laughs> we won't go there everyone's got a different opinion um, so anyway, so it sounds like even though you were at E3, you said you only got really basically one day as a regular person to browse around E3, and then the rest of the time, you were essentially working for Ubisoft the rest of the time, basically. Uh, with, I would say with. Yeah, well. Yeah, we, were, we were heavily um, uh, scheduled in Ubisoft-related activities to, to the Star Player program, uh, and not just for our specific uh, games that we were there for. Um, I was there obviously for big surprise, the division. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but uh, we were a part of things for all the games. Uh, you know, the, the devs were really, really interested in getting our opinions and our insights on things. Uh, even if, or I should say, especially if we didn't have any experience with that game, it almost seemed like that was that was equally important to them that we didn't have experience and we had a fresh perspective outside of things. So it was just really, it, it was a really interesting experience. Uh, I wouldn't trade it for the world. It was fantastic. Uh, but because of that, it, our E3 schedule was just really packed. So we got to be there for one day and, um, and basically we, we got our passes and uh, we we're able to play any of the Ubisoft passes whenever we basically, whenever we wanted. And then, um, we were kind of free to roam about and take a look at the other developers and play some games as time allowed. And uh, several of us took advantage of that. So it was a really packed day, to say the least, there at E3. There was so much to do. It takes all three days to do it, I'll be honest. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't think we would have had time. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a gamer Disneyland in three days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot uh, to do in those three days. And not all the shows are on every single day. It's not like they just repeat everything every single day. So you got to be really tactical tactical about what you want to do, what you want to see, who you want to talk to. Um, right. Sometimes those schedules conflict. The E3 schedule is, is crazy. It's not for the faint of heart. Next year is going to be a blast, gentlemen. <laughs> we need to do this. We need to do this. 
So what was your favorite thing outside, of course, the division for at E3? Um, wow, that is that is tough. Um, because I, I, honestly, I'm not. You guys know I've got two left feet, and I'm not a dancer. But this year, even just dance was looking good. Ubisoft killed that conference, and it's not because I'm a star player. It's because that was the best Ubisoft conference I've seen in years. That was fantastic. Uh, we'll Skull and Bones looked amazing. Skull and Bones. Oh my god. It's going to be so good. Um, put me on the spot here because I'm, I'm like, I know the community is going to listen to this and they're going to think that that Sage is taking sides, that asshole. Um, <laughs> no, Skull and Bones really last, uh, left a lasting impression on me. I think I think PvP there feels like um, piratey Division Dark Zone. Um, so that really yeah. appealed to me seeing uh, how they were doing that on the Seven Seas was really cool. Uh, what's next? I actually have a list here. Oh, oh, no. Oh. Yeah. What's yeah. on that list? Pl- planned ahead. Uh, another another great one was Trials. <clears throat> really enjoyed watching Trials. Not a game that I would normally play. Dirt bikes doing insane tricks and off of all kinds of weird stuff, and it just took me back to the uh, sitting on the couch, you know, with your friends playing on the Sega Genesis or you know Sega Dreamcast everybody there and playing a racing game or you know one of those those car games where you shoot stuff at each other just something about it felt really cool um so I'm actually excited to branch out into Trials that was a fantastic game to to watch and to see the community so excited about it got me really excited about it there's a couple of thrill games there's a couple of horror games that are coming out with some uh, famous names attached to it which is pretty cool beyond good and evil 2 yeah, that was kind good. of a surprise but you know that a lot of people are so gonna good. be excited for that i'm excited about it i didn't play the first one i'm going to go back and play the first one but there was a lot of people that were excited about that starlink yeah starlink i'm i'm gonna buy that <laughs> <laughs> I, I I was originally not going to buy that until <laughs> Silas showed me a video, and now I'm all on board. I'm gonna get the uh, the Switch version because I want to play as Fox. <laughs> you the, the Starlink is gonna be awesome. The the ships look so cool. Okay, yeah. One of the things I know um, in some of the recordings they had there with uh, you know different media and all that stuff was uh, what I thought was really cool is how quickly. Um, like when you change a part out on the ship, how quickly it shows up in game. It's like right there. As soon as you, you change it out physically, it shows up in, in game immediately. I thought that was really, really cool. And the fact that you could change up the orientations and the design for the ship and, and everything, you can just like really, really fiddle with that. I thought that was a, that was one of the things that just like really drew me in aside from the fact that it is like the perfect game for, you know, Star Fox to be in. And then if you have it switch, it's like, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, my feeling on it too is, you know, one of the things that first came to mind is Disney Infinity and Skylanders. You know, what what about them didn't yeah, make that. it and how how are they going to make this work? And I think um I think one of the the really important things is not being gated. Whereas games like Skylander and Disney Infinity gated you on content unless you bought that particular character or you bought that particular pack or you bought that particular item. And uh, I don't think that this is going to be the case. 
I don't think you're going to be gated by behind content or not having a particular part for your ship or anything. Like, I think that's really important to the success and longevity of the title um, to keep it relevant and fun because let's face it, for a kid, that may be a lot of fun to go and spend, hey, mommy, spend $150 on all of this new Skylander shit. But for a grown-ass adult, that's, that's not that much fun. You know, I, My no. content is in the game. It's not in all these peripherals. Yeah. So I, I, I feel like that is probably going to be a big success on their part and, and appealing to adults as well. I, I agree with you. Then that's kind of the the impression that I because that was one of the first things I had because initially when I'd heard about Starlink, I kind of left it alone. And then when you know E three came up, but I got to see more videos on it. That's when I got excited for it, uh, when they were actually showing things and whatnot. And from what it sounded like, like you said, it's more. It seemed like the other ships and pilots and stuff are. I don't want to say an afterthought, but as far as the initial, the main game content is in the game, and any add ons are going to be separate from those ships and stuff it's just so that way you can experience it differently if you want to buy this ship and these pilots and have these weapons and you can do more stuff and you can experience it differently but you don't have to yeah um, which is cool the importance like is with, on the content if you're right. gonna if you're gonna make me buy uh we're not gonna make me buy but if you're gonna offer more wings to give me more you know faster ability to fly or more engines or more whatever it is to customize my plane I want content that requires me to use it. Right. Um, um, in, in not in the sense that I'm gated, but a reason to use it. You know what I right. mean? Like there's something right. in the environment that makes it worthwhile to have it, but it doesn't keep you from progressing. Right. Right. That's what I mean. Um, and like your, I liked your, your comparison as far as to like Disney Infinity stuff because Disney Infinity was actually one of the games I really, really liked, but the way that they did it really, really sucked with if you didn't have the characters, you didn't have the extra stuff. Uh, so I like what Ubi is doing with, with Starlink. And I also, it's hard to tell from watching videos since you're not actually there to see the damn figures, but it looks like there's a lot more detail in the way that they design these ships and how they connect and everything than say a Skylanders figure or a Disney Infinity figure, even probably a Nintendo Amiibo character. Although the, the Amiibos are still some of the best figures I've seen for uh, little characters. I think they, they came out really nice. But um, it seems to me like with Starlink, like the ships and stuff, they took a, there's a lot of love and care that came into how they designed it. And it just, I don't know, I guess it has more, the ships have more of a premium look, I guess is kind of what I'm trying to say. I'd agree so, with that. Um, it's yeah. not just like, okay, we're going to make a bunch of shit just to sell it to you. Yes, there are a couple of other ones and then we will add more, but they're all going to have specific purposes in a design and it's not just to uh, be a gigantic cash grab. Although obviously they want to make money. That's part of the point. But um, it just seems like there's there's more, like I said, more love and care put into it, I guess. Um, uh, more fleshed out design thought. I don't know. Yeah. I'm curious. So I'm excited. How, so how are they doing? Uh, is it like a... Uh... Is the game coming with like some kind of attachment for your Joy-Cons and then it kind of links up to the ships? I don't know if you guys got to see how that worked. Uh, yeah, and the one video, it should have been the one video that I sent you, I mean, unless I sent you a, a different video, but you know how you have your Joy-Con grip? It's like a modified Joy-Con grip and you put your Joy-Cons in there and then the pieces attach like onto it. Neat, neat, neat. Yeah. At least for the Nintendo one, I don't know exactly how that'll work for... Uh, Sony or or, uh, or Xbox, but either way, it's still pretty neat. Um, well, yeah, I'm definitely going to buy it. I'm definitely going to buy it now. <laughs> <laughs> we all got stuck on this. So, We're all uh, so Sage. excited about E3 right now. Just yeah, kidding. I know. There's so much to process, and there were so many things we saw. Was there any other Ubisoft stuff you wanted to uh, to mention? 
I'm pr- I'm probably missing a title to be honest with you, but you know that jet lag is catching up with me really hard right now. So I'm a little tired. <laughs> it's um, okay. But uh, I I will just say to put a cap on it, the entire Ubisoft experience was by far and away a life changing um, uh, thing to go through, and uh, in a very good and positive way. And uh, it it honors me to know and to have been a part of it when I feel at a time when I feel this was the very best Ubisoft conference that I've seen in years. And uh, I think for anybody who's an Ubisoft fan, you've got a lot to look forward to in the near future in the form of new games or in the form of DLC. Um, It just felt good. Felt good. And these people are so passionate about creating games. They're gamers just like us. And uh, it was a big takeaway from it. So Ubisoft, you watch out. You watch out. Ubisoft is is coming for all these the devs. Punches, you man. see. <laughs> um, uh, so I want to stick on this real quick because I know you were there and you were with Ubisoft or anything. So did you get to meet like a lot of the the devs and stuff for the division while you were there? Like, did you get to, you know, or even like the the community devs or any of that? You know, Hamish and all and all those guys. I did. Uh, I met all of the division developers as well as nice uh, Assassin's Creed, Siege, Trials. Um, so how was it meeting the, meeting the people behind, you know, at least a couple of those games, you know, Assassin's Creed and, and, and especially Division that created this game that you've put a lot of time into. You've shared many, many hours and, and loved and enjoyed, you know, to actually meet the guys that were behind creating that. I mean... It had to be fucking fantastic, <laughs> if was, not overwhelming. It was frightening, <laughs> in a good way. It was frightening. Um, we, again, you know, the Ubisoft Star Player came out on, on, uh, on my stream, and uh, there was uh, there was a video that was compiled, and um, as many of you probably know, you guys probably saw that uh, me uh, or myself, uh, Think Panda and Tony T were featured uh, during the conference, you know, during the introduction of the conference as uh, star players that were chosen. So they took, they took pieces of our, our video and, um, and had aired it. Well, the thing with that is that, uh, you know, the presenters and people had, had seen the video throughout Ubisoft so when we came um, to Ubisoft, people outside of our immediate communities knew who we were, and they were fans. You know, they were they were they were busting at the seams to be able to come up and say how much our reactions to their hard work meant to them. Um, so it was uh, to get back to the devs piece. With that in mind, they were coming at us like they were fans of ours and we're coming to, at them like we're fans of theirs so we're just fanning at each other <laughs> cool. and um you know did anybody and, fall down <laughs> and uh you know who can who who can be have more humility in in the face of their hero it was a hard task because we were both you know we're all a little awkward and but really excited to be around each other so um, I found out that the, the devs are they're deeply entrenched in their communities and they know what uh, their community members are creating, their content creators are creating, what they have to say, the good and the bad, and the negative and the straightforward. Um, 
so you know, when the, one of the devs in particular came up to me and he said, um, Sage, when are you going to start doing those 130 videos again? And I, <laughs> I was taken back and it, he, he, I don't know if he knows, but I kind of walked away with a little tear in my eye because, uh, you know, I was really passionate about the 130 videos and, um, that was when I first started with the division community. You yeah. guys mm -hmm. very first, you know, the first few months and for him to remember that two years later and then to be like, when are you going to do them again? Cause he enjoyed them speaks volumes, um, to being a, a content creator and getting involved with your favorite games community and those developers, um, because they really do care. Uh, I can speak on, but on, on my experience for Ubisoft, but they really do care. They really do want to know your opinions, good and bad, and they want to make great games. And uh, it's their, their passionate community members that help them do that. So meeting all of them was incredible. One in particular um, kind of took me under his wing, and uh, many of you may know that I was getting my hat signed. And uh, so I had the star players from the division sign my hat, and uh, Hamish, Yannick, Petter, two of our Ubi guides and um, Tony Sturtz, Mr. Tony and uh, Terry Spear from Red Storm signed my hat. Well, this particular individual took my hat and disappeared, came back and got the entire division dev team to sign my hat on top of uh, the CEO and co-founder of Ubisoft, Eve, um, signed my hat as well. And I got to meet him in person because of the division devs. Was I well taken care of and the rest of us from the division community? Yes. Uh, we were family instantly. Sorry to go on and on about it, but you guys. No, that's 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 we, awesome. That's a fantastic. We were family. <laughs> I want to hear all of it, so you can keep going, man. Keep going. <laughs> we, we, by the time we ended uh, the trip, uh, and I'll be honest with you guys, even, even today we've been other star players streams and um, we miss each, each other so much, we've been crying on each other's streams. Um, the developers have been coming in and saying, you know, how much we, we miss you. And I say developers because I don't want to say any particular names, but, uh, but just imagine that, cl <laughs> that close person yeah. or that close friend that you just made coming in and saying hi or sending you a personal message. The presenters that uh, presented the Ubisoft conference, um, big hugs like you know we had a hard time not crying and we had to practice this piece for months and it was hard for us to get through it for a long time watching you cry sage it was just so heartwarming and um that's why we do what we do and and we love you and and i don't know it's a really really strange feeling to be so close to people so quickly and then to feel the absence of them so well pronounced afterwards you really get the sense that ubisoft is doing something different and that you are a part of something so much bigger than you are so that was a little bit of my ubisoft experience god that's so cool <laughs> that was an amazing experience if you ask me and and um at any point uh well deserved um you work hard. You, you do a lot for your, your stream. You do a lot for your community. You're, you're always at it. And, um, you know, getting to meet those people from Ubisoft, it sounds like it was, it was fantastic. It's great that, um, you know, cause sometimes 
I don't necessarily have games, but let's say maybe it's like a, a, a music show or whatever, some, or even movies. You happen to meet somebody you're really into, and they're not always what you think. Um, yeah. In this case, it sounds like it was even even these people were even even better than than you could have imagined, and and that's that is fantastic. It, it is great to to hear things like that. It is it is fantastic. Um, I'm losing my space here. <laughs> I can tell you what, it, it's a stark um, difference for what for what the employees over at Vivendi are going through. Yeah. You know, and that and that really drives it home. You had to imagine too that you know the the Ubisoft folks um, have won, and and then the hard work had to begin again in preparing for E3 and getting these games ready because. You know, I don't. I don't have any. This is opinion is my own. This is my own observation. I. This is just me talking. But that money to stave off Vivendi had to come from somewhere. Yeah, it had to come from somewhere. And you know, research and development on games and it, all of that takes time. It takes money. It takes people to do it. So when they finally got the breather, okay, we can finally start putting money and resources back into building games. Oh, by the way, E three is right around the corner. Um, we need to knock this out of the water. We need to show that we're strong. We need to show that we're, you know, we're still a contender. You know, nobody's going to knock us down and they fucking did it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They did it. They, they got a a guy that's 270 pounds wanting to buy just dance. (laughs) Because it was that fucking good when that band came out and that Panda was badass. Panda was awesome. That panda is my spirit animal. Right? <laughs> so, hey, I'm just saying, you know, the, these other developers, they've got, a, they've got a lot to take note of as far as what Ubisoft is doing. I'm not saying that other developers aren't doing it, um, but I saw the other developers and what they were doing at E3 too. And let me tell you, there's a difference. Well, stuff like, stuff like that stands out um, for sure. Wow. That's, that's a lot to take in <laughs> even 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 just hearing it let alone um you know having it actually um um happen uh, but it's definitely a fantastic thing and i think that's a that's a story that will hopefully you'll be able to retell on on, on streaming and it'll give uh, other people uh, a fantastic feeling maybe even possibly <laughs> hope you know whatever the case may be i mean i don't i feel happy i'm not even i was even the one that went you know but it's still it's that's freaking I'm, awesome you know i'm over here all <laughs> trying to not cry that was so cool <laughs> I think we're going to have an E3 episode part two because we didn't get to any other developers. No, 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 we didn't. Destiny two was there with their update. Did you guys have any thoughts on that? Uh, On what now? The, uh, so the new, the year two content, they, they had the, uh, the new, uh, it's a PVE slash PVP game mode, uh, that they were showing called Gambit. The Dark Zone. Okay. I've <laughs> <laughs> seen it. Yeah. Uh, so basically, a uh, team of four on each side, you're going against um, um, PVE uh, enemies, basically, and you're trying to collect, I don't know if it's like tokens or some kind of items that you would deposit, and it would create, uh, it would uh, spawn a, a boss on the other side. Um, so you're kind of competing with each other, and there's a potential for um, one guy on one side to kind of teleport over and kind of just destroy the whole other team. So there's kind of some competitiveness uh, in this new mode. Um, 
and I'm excited to you know, get a chance to play it. I've only seen videos, but uh, looks pretty fun. Did they announce a date for the beta? Um, are they, are they going to beta it or do a, a public test server? No, I think it's just going to come out with the year two content in September. Really? No, yeah. no public testing whatsoever. I don't. Oh well, they so they introduce uh, Crucible Labs. Um, I don't know if they're going to include it in that. Hmm. Gotcha. Yeah, Bethesda had a, had a lot of things to say. And uh, speaking of uh, Elder Scrolls, we're finally going to move past Skyrim. <laughs> hey, they put that game on Alexa. <laughs> uh, Jesus. <laughs> It is everywhere. No, um, the, the the video that they made where they basically oh my god, they basically now the, the meme is dead, right? If, if they make a meme of their own meme, does that mean it's over? <laughs> is it? Is are we yeah. done? Meme session. Yeah, that's the end. Like that, yeah. That's it. Yeah. Uh, but it's a good thing. It's good to know that there's a new uh, Elder Scrolls game in the pipeline. Unfortunately, it's probably a little while out because they're working on uh, other other stuff first and then of course for fallout fans of course i'm not really a fallout fan uh, my son is but uh another friend of mine is uh you know you jump from fallout 4 to we're jumping straight to 76 let's just <laughs> jump a whole bunch of numbers you know what let's just let's just fuck with everybody you know what let's just go fallout 76 because we can we're bethesda <laughs> but it's it's the vault 76 that's what that that's what that means no i'm excited I, I, <laughs> Um, the online play and stuff, it's going to be interesting considering, you know, the they kept the building mechanic from, from Fallout 4 and everything, uh, but, you know, also including, you know, other people in your stuff. I don't know. That could be – not sure how I feel about that, but then again, I'm not a real big Fallout fan, so. <laughs> Let's just hope you really trust your friends and they don't fuck you up. <laughs> yeah, I could see I could see some of that happening. Yeah, there could be some, like, real bad real th – things gone sideways real quick. So that could be interesting. Uh, what else? What else was uh, Bethesda showing off? I don't. There's nothing else. I don't think that really really caught my attention much. They their booth was was very heavily weighted towards uh, Fallout. To be honest with you. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, very I, very heavily weighted. It and Somerset. Uh, Somerset had a really huge presence. Like I I, I was surprised at that because uh, the game had already released. <clears throat> So yeah. I felt like they were, they were pooling resources to really push Somerset. And that made me wonder if uh, pre-order sales were a little soft. Good possibility. They, they did mention that a new Doom is in the works. Um, mm. but they didn't show a trailer, but that they mentioned it's... They're going to show a trailer at uh, QuakeCon, which is actually in my neck of the woods. And I've gone every year, the last five years, so... I'm gonna wow, be there geez. and see and see the the new. Uh, all right, well, 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 when that happens, we'll 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 have you here, and you can update us on all the good shit from that. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude! QuakeCon is so much fun. Uh, they oh, just a little sidetrack. They have like BYOC, bring your own computer. So it's like this giant land party, hundreds of people there for the whole like three days, three nights. It's so oh. cool, and it's free. Like anyone can just show up. Don't have to buy anything. Nice. That's so cool. much fun. Um, they did also mention a new Wolfenstein is in the works. I I've been a fan of Wolfenstein. It's really good. I I have I played the the reboot um, Wolfenstein. I do have Wolfenstein Two: The New Colossus. I haven't played it yet, but I do plan on on going through that. And uh, it's on my list for this year, actually. 
and oh, a new go. game that they're working on. It's it's not a DLC. It's a full fledged game that's going to be focused on uh, uh, BJ's uh, uh, twin uh, daughters set in the nineteen eighties in Paris. Hmm. The eighties. <laughs> All right. So that kind of covers some of that stuff. Um. So other other conferences, obviously. Um. You know, there was Microsoft, Sony, and, and Nintendo had their their own. Uh, big things and Microsoft it seems this year put a lot of money out there because <laughs> they had a lot of world premiere first trailers some of which we then had to see several times over in other presentations I'm yep. looking at you uh, fucking Kingdom Hearts that we had to see for everybody's damn conference it seems like <sighs> well, well they did I did notice that they would show different like worlds in each conference yeah well uh, yeah so that was that was good like uh, which conference was where they show the pirates in the caribbean that was sony's yeah so uh, i mean that looked good but yeah they did yeah, repeat the, the, the pirates of the caribbean lot. part looked good the rest of it i don't care <laughs> <laughs> but you showed me jack sparrow and i paid attention <laughs> um but yeah microsoft um anything specific from microsoft's conference that jumped out at you or that was interesting. Uh, either of you. Uh, cyberpunk. A lot of people talking about cyberpunk. I thought cyberpunk was on uh, Sony's. Maybe it was on both. I don't know. It's all blending together now. <laughs> yeah, I've lost track of everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've cyberpunk's actually been something I've been kind of waiting for for a while myself. Um, but that's because back in the day I got into things like Shadowrun and stuff like that. That was uh those kinds of settings um so it's interesting to give me to see what they do with it um it also seems like toward the end they also uh microsoft seemed to have hinted at that the next xbox is deep in development it's in the works man so you know maybe maybe if we go to e3 next year maybe we'll get to see the new xbox unveiled or a good chance i'm sure that (laughs) it might not come out but we'll get to hear about it you know (laughs) they're dropping hints so you never know. But then again, companies can drop hints and then go very, very silent on things. Like, for example, Nintendo last year. Metroid Prime 4 this year? Did we hear it? Not a... No. And then Squaresoft, I want to stab you in the face. Uh, you know, they talked about uh, the Final Fantasy VII Remake, uh, what, what is it now, three years ago now? Two, three years ago? Yeah, it was two, three and years ago. And they haven't said shit since. Where is this game? It's up in the sky! I don't know. That Maybe announcement never, never happened. It never happened. <laughs> you know? Of course, then again, look at how long Square, Square Enix took to uh, do uh, Final Fantasy thirteen versus became Final Fantasy fifteen after, like, you know, seven or eight years, whatever the hell it was. So, you know, <laughs> hard to say. Um, I was at first happy that uh, Square Enix was announcing a limited edition of um, Dragon Quest Eleven because I was excited to finally see... Uh, um, a full-fledged, you know, uh, single-player Dragon Quest game coming to, like, actual console consoles, not portable or anything else, but, you know, normal console release and coming over here, we were going to actually get it. And then, um, you know, so I mean, that game was already announced, but then they announced a special edition, so I thought they'd have something cool with it, you know. The special limited edition you can only get from the Square Enix store, and it's <laughs> 150 bucks. Oh, my goodness. 
and yeah. I couldn't see any reason for me to buy a physical version of the game for 150 bucks because there's 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 no like figures, there's no there's an art book and a soundtrack and stuff like that, but not for 150 bucks, yo. No, you could they could have they could have done like something. I would have thought for that they would have done something more. I mean. What game is it? There's uh, there's something coming out soon. I can't remember now. Uh, it's kind of kind of lost it. I got so much into Sage's story, I forgot half of what I wanted to really bring up around here. <laughs> it was so good, it just made me forget everything else. Um, but anyway, you know that's a good fifty bucks less, and it has like a little figure and whatnot. Uh, you know, so some other really collectible things where this to me just doesn't have anything really of collectible value. That would be like, why am I going to do that? I could order off of Amazon get you know uh release day delivery and because i'm prime member i end up spending like 47 bucks when all is said and done yeah for the same damn game i don't mind spending extra money on a limited edition or something but when there's nothing extra in it that i'm really interested in especially at that high of a price tag i expect a little more than what was there if the price tag was lower maybe i would have got it anyway just to have you know the art book stuff because art book i'm sure is probably gonna be really cool but that was the only thing that really got my attention and that and I think it did have a um uh one of the uh steel I think it had a I think the limited edition also came with a steelbook case for the game but still at 150 bucks just no feels like 75 maybe even 100 maybe I think about it but not for 150 just just no what the hell yes you're square enix right you, you may be square enix but at this point they're just like it's like okay just 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 stop here fucking trolling us just quit now they are doing some good things uh speaking of square enix uh, octopath traveler yeah, i'm granted, excited I'm granted excited that's that from their little side indie studio but you know it's still part of square enix so you know they're funding it um i actually started messing around with a demo a little bit on my switch uh which i think is like a you have like a three hour limitation um there's good and I have good and bad points about that game right off. Now I know pixel art is a thing and in handheld mode looks good. On my smaller screens, still looks really good. On my 4K TV, does not look good. <laughs> Granted, my 4K TV, like like I said earlier, is probably about good like 50, 50 inch or whatever, but still that big of a screen, that style of art, no bueno. Smaller screen, yeah, we're good. So that would probably be a game. If I picked it up, I would probably play it more in the handheld mode and stuff just because of the, it does have a very great retro feel, but yet it's very clean and has a lot of other things that make it look, it looks good. It does look good for being the type of game, uh, that style. It would be like if you could uh, take the 16 bit era, bump it up and still have like other layers and they could have done more like that's what your games could have looked like. Like, uh, reminds me a lot of like, uh, I guess Final Fantasy six is like the first impression I get off of it. Um, I don't know why, um, but it kind of has that kind of a, but more so like, so it's like if that game could have been get, been made now with the tools we have now, that's probably what it would have looked like. That's, that's how I feel, but except for it has like multiple stories. There's, there's a lot of interesting things about it, um, but it's not a game I'm going to buy right away. It is what I will purchase, but it's probably not what I'm going to buy day one. Anthem. Uh, so I, I'm really excited for this game, but Microsoft did a, pretty bad job selling it to people at their presentation i've heard Don't more you mean, you mean ea did i that was the e, that was the oh. ea conference on saturday oh that was yeah yeah my bad my bad microsoft so the ea conference they did a pretty bad job <laughs> to show that my list got kind of mixed up so sorry about that um it's, okay. it's all good they 
I think I don't know what they were thinking. Um, all the good stuff that I heard was after the fact on Twitter. Uh, people playing it, uh, YouTube videos of explaining what the gameplay was like, and everyone loved it. So um, I'm still excited. I want to see more. Um, comes out March next year. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna have that in the division close to the same time. I think Division Two comes out either a couple ah. weeks before or a couple weeks after. Yeah, and and I'm gonna get Division. Division's definitely happened, and that's gonna be PC and Anthem. When if I get it, is gonna be PC as well. Personally, for me, I gotta admit, gentlemen, I am going all PC. I I love my Xbox crew. I've loved playing on PlayStation, but uh, the future is PC. Except for Starlink, which is not coming on PC, so Except you're going to play that somewhere. Except for Starlink. Yeah, I think lately I've been thinking of just anything exclusive to like the other consoles. I'll get it there, and like Division Two, uh, Fallout Four, uh, Fallout Seventy Six, everything. I'll probably move on to PC. Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of in agreement with some of that stuff, but uh, that's the thing about Nintendo. Nintendo does have a lot of exclusive things, so <laughs> that's why my Switch will get a lot of use plus portability. Um, my PlayStation is more or less used so I can game with my son because that's where he likes to game, so that's kind of why I still have that. Well, plus Persona 5, because I have to actually finish that damn game sometime today. <laughs> sometime this year. Um, and, of course, Detroit's actually been fun, though, because that's an exclusive. So, All right, so... Um, I know there might have been a couple other things. Um, is there anything else uh, from E3 that we wanted to hit on real quick? I mean, I know we kind of we kind of spent a lot of time in one area, but you know, after watching all the other conferences, I mean, was there anything, uh, any major yays or nays that we haven't already talked about? Nintendo spent a lot of time on Smash Brothers. Yes, yeah. they did. Too much time. How did you? Yeah, that seems to be the common feel. Uh, like I'm, about I'm, ex that. I'm excited for Smash. I'm it's great that they did that they made it compatible with every single amiibo that they made it you know it has all the characters and stuff and that's cool but i felt like they spent too much time on it once again why didn't you show us any metroid prime 4 see if they would have shown metroid prime 4 nintendo would have won for me i was disappointed hmm. but their their overall conference still wasn't bad but yeah they did spend a little too much time on smash i felt like they could have saved they, they could have, about half that time they spent on smash they could have taken and just used that for the the uh, treehouse presentation that was later which actually they did more smash later on on treehouse you know they could have they could have saved some of that and maybe showed like i said uh they could have even showed more pokemon speaking of which that actually looks kind of good uh, which is weird coming from me because i generally don't do pokemon but the fact that it actually you know it uh it works with you know you can uh take pokemon your from yeah it's got the yeah. the integration stuff it's actually kind of cool uh so that was that was a really cool idea um I mean, they're working on the next RPG style. This one was just kind of, I guess, I wasn't expecting this this uh, Pokemon game to come out. Uh, I was expecting a uh, full-fledged RPG. Still, it's, it still looks like it's like a worthy game to, to play, perhaps, if you're, you know, Pokemon. Like I said, something I'm probably going to pay a little bit more attention to now. It does look interesting, but there's so many uh, games I want to pick up. Uh, we have kind of gone long on this episode, so we might uh, end up uh, doing some more E3 in the next episode, plus the fact that we kind of lost our trains of thought and whatnot um, <laughs> a couple of times. It's my fault. I'm uh, sorry. No, worth it, though. Worth it. That was a fan fantastic, fantastic. I asked the question. You answered it. It sounded – it was amazing. It sounded really, 
really really amazing experience and i'm glad uh, my friend that uh that was your experience and it, and it was that fantastic for you um don't forget to hug your developers that's all yeah. i can say hug your devs they love you <laughs> hashtag <laughs> hug your devs <laughs> hashtag, hashtag hug, your, your devs. hug your devs <laughs>